0: This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Liz Lynn. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that you said my name correctly, because you know how many times, like, people in emails, like, write my name wrong? How do you write your name wrong? Right, like, it's three letters, first letter, (laughs) first, first name, three letters, second name. And oftentimes, they will call me Lynn. Um, although like I had an email the other day, it was like, Lynn Lynn. And I'm like, um, it's clearly Liz Lynn, not Lynn <laughs> Lynn. I don't know where that came from. Like, obviously your, your computer's not auto-correcting Liz to Lynn because Liz is a real name. So I don't know.
0: I, I'm, I feel like you're also <laughs> just like looking at it's as like, there's only a letter change. There's one letter yeah. change between the two names. And like
1: people getting confused, like which part is my first name, which part is my last name. And I'm like, how is that confusing? Like, I'm pretty sure Lynn is a lot. La- like if you look at Liz Lynn, I'm pretty sure Liz is not the last name.
0: Well, I mean, you could be Lynn liz
1: I could be Lynn liz but I've never heard of a last name called Liz.
0: <laughs> I'd be really concerned if someone had a last name, although I'm not taking offence to anyone who does have a last name as Liz. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel a little bit sorry for you because it is a first name.
1: Right Well actually you know It's so funny Like the first time I ever went to an optometrist My optometrist was called Michael Michael Like his first name was Michael And his last name was Michael
0: (laughs) Well didn't you know Like Taylor Lautner Got married to Taylor Lautner Like that's a thing I
1: saw that I was like Why would you change Your last name to Lautner Like I I wouldn't do that I would keep my last name
0: Just to separate you Because now on every legal paper It's just Taylor Lautner And Taylor Lautner That's just
1: really disturbing It's,
0: It's You don't know Who you're referring to No Like and especially If you want to get Get rid of Mr and Mrs like you're yeah. really going to throw people out Yeah
1: exactly also like what century we're living in why are we still taking like like the male's last name Oh
0: I know right yeah. we're like <laughs> I mean like this is the, this goes back to our ge- parents generation which is very like but even my parents didn't actually I think my parents were like the Stanford because mum and dad have individual last names and I have mum's last name Interesting Um so me and my brother both have mum's last name and the choice was if it was born a girl it would get dad's if it was born a boy mum's
1: I have heard of families like that. Yes, yeah. I had one. But like, you know. It's- you you no, had no, so a family I like. No, I didn't have. I had a friend who was like that. And I was, I was confused because I was like, are you and your sister related? Like, why do you have different last names? Yeah. And then she explained to me that they took um like different. You know each parent's yeah, last name, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because in um, Chinese culture, at least with our um, mainland Chinese people, uh, ever since you know the the Communist Party came into power, the women stopped taking their husband's last name. So my mom does not have my dad's last name.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: because they were like they decreed that men and women were equal, so then you don't have to take your husband's last name. So I don't know any uh, mainland Chinese <laughs> people who have their husband's last names. And I love that. <laughs>
0: oh <my> God, <laughs> um, I love also that you talk about mainland. China um, China as well, because, you know, there's a whole debate whether mm-hmm. Hong Kong should be considered... Oh, well,
1: yeah. Well, Hong Kong's different. They didn't go through the Cultural Revolution, yeah. so they still take their husband's last name. Which is
0: really interesting. There's yeah. a lot of things about Hong Kong that I, uh, like, as a place, I've never realised until like probably in the last... I'd say five years, mm-hmm. particularly when it's had this huge political turmoil. Yes. Um, but, you know, like, because where where were your parents born? Where...
1: My parents were born in China, but um, different parts of China. So my dad was um, from Shanghai. Everyone knows Shanghai. My mom is from this very tiny northeast city called Yakushu, which
0: nobody knows. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. if you hadn't it. No.
1: I, I, most people in China don't even know it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like, it's, a, it's the middle of nowhere. Don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> like... it's
1: very, very cold. It's very close to Russia. Wow. It's very cold. When you go in winter, which I have been many times, it's like minus 40 degrees. You go outside, your eyelashes frost over immediately.
0: Wow. Yeah. You, do your parents go th- back there for any particular, like, family stuff? Or? Yeah. So, uh,
1: like, ever since I was young, I've been going back every single year. Wow. Yeah. They always make a point to take us back to see our extended family.
0: That's good. Yeah. I it's mean,
1: amazing. It keeps us in touch with our cultural roots.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> you can lose it very quickly here oh, in Australia. 100%. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's kind of interesting as well because- I, I've no, uh, I've now known you for like three years, which mm. sort of seems, um, yeah, yeah, Two about years, three years I think,
1: 2020,
0: so twenty twenty. So that's where, where. Oh my
1: god, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so it'd
0: yeah. be almost three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't underestimate my, my my knowledge of time at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was always kind of interesting as well because you know, like. Predominantly, the, the the thing that I think, you know, we we touched upon at the beginning as well. But you are an actor. You, you, uh, th- that stage when we met, how, how, like, how ingrained in the industry had you been at that I point? I think I'd
1: been in the industry for like two months or something. Yeah,
0: it was very early on. Very early um, on. And you were just like this eager being, <laughs> it's really yeah, was, I'm going to do anything.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I had to do. I just, I was eager. Yeah. yeah. But I
0: think that's also what I think you had a, particularly with you, you always have a, like a very forward thinking mind and you're always kind of just ready to jump at any opportunity um, I would say the same for you yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, but I also think that the thing I, I love about um you is like, you're always willing to challenge someone as well. You're always like, do this, do this. Like, you're very collaborative, which I feel like a lot of young actors, especially when they start in the industry, aren't. They're kind of just like, yes, people. And yeah. you're always from the get go, even when we were filming in Helensburg, which was really fun. <laughs> that but was, it was so much fun. It I, was,
1: oh my God, that makeup, insane.
0: I still can't believe that that is only a minute scene and I'm still like sad that it that so minute. much
1: effort went into it. I know right? it was like oh it was like a
0: six-hour day, and we oh, were like wow. we were in makeup chairs for like oh, I'd say about three hours. Yeah, it was like because wh- yeah. it was like five of you, and then mm. everyone had to get makeup done. But um, yeah, I remember like everyone was just obsessed. But now that like interesting, I found out the other day that gate is no longer there, so you can just have free access <gasps> again. And I'm like so sad. Wow.
1: <laughs> I know. Oh I think my god. I, I thought we had exclusive access. I did
0: too, and I'm very disappointed my life <laughs> has gone to shreds. Um but I mean, like also I feel like both you and I have dramatically shifted in our careers as well. What's we, your star sign? We, uh, I'm a, I'm Aquarius.
1: What oh my you? god! I'm a Gemini. That's how we get along. Yeah. And that's why we're like all like woo, like you know, I know. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> chaotic as fuck. <laughs> um,
0: but I mean, like, also, I think the thing that uh, you know, you're so passionate about everything that you do, especially like you know, I, I love, I love that about you because I think from the outwards perspective as well, and I often find this with working with people, I think it's also because I surround myself with a lot of women, but I automatically know when I'm on set with a lot of awkward men who have never encountered women before. (laughs) Do you know that feeling? That's hilarious. I'm
1: around awkward men all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) Well, fuck them. (laughs) But, I mean, like, do you notice that as well, like, being young because... Uh, like, like I was like being on like. like <laughs> but I mean like being on set because I feel like there's there's this sort of like w- we have a lot of mutual friends but um you know I think there's some of them that I'm like oh they're way more awkward or they're way more less in touch with actually like cultural experiences or like women in general like
1: Yeah yeah. I mean I think I've been very fortunate in all the sets that I've worked on and the people I've worked with have been generally like very good, very open and yeah. maybe it's because I work with a lot of younger people as well like our generation generally are more like open-minded they're like more I guess willing to have conversations and just like adapting
0: yeah well I mean like you know we're we're kind of the generation it's very is it's very interesting as well because I was sort of thinking about that um when I was chatting to one of my mutual friends Aravind um, oh yes um and I love him to bits but um we were chatting about that where it was like the problem we find when we're on set <laughs> Particularly is when we just we sort of notice like people just don't know what to say around or just like how to talk to women naturally mm. like and it's a very like um I think it, I think it's particularly because both he and I have um, spent a lot of our careers like you know as as. It's like strong feminists as well as kind of establishing a safe environment. But because of that, we're also very easy to chat to and be like, oh, yeah, no, we – you know, like I grew up with um, female friends and everything, so it was like very easy from a young age to talk to people about periods and, you know, and um, like (laughs) yeah, I guess – you know, like, situations that would definitely were not comfortable for... Yeah,
1: I've, con- I've been conditioning my brother from a young age to be comfortable with these co- topics, so... Well, it's amazing <laughs> how
0: many people are not, and then, but also, like, I think because I've lived with girls before as well, mm-hmm. and had those conversations really, like, ingrained in me, it's very weird when I hear people just go, oh oh like i remember yeah, once yeah. i remember once i was like at work and i i met someone and i was like oh I'm, you know she said she was a makeup artist and i was like oh i'll just grab your number, grab your contactees went over to the other guys and they were like you got a number yeah and i was like
1: oh my god this is
0: so weird that,
1: like that is so weird and
0: this was early in my uh, career so it was like i must have been about 24 and i yeah. was like this is, this is surreal i don't actually feel comfortable with this sort of level of creepiness, yeah. Um, where it's all about, you know, but I've worked with that some that is
1: really weird, and no, I, yeah, definitely have worked with people who are a bit like that. And I, and, and I feel like that kind of stuff is like inappropriate on set as well. Like, you yeah, should, it's not about like getting the number, it's all professional. Like,
0: well, I mean, it's, it's a grain like between professional and fun, exactly. and and, and <laughs> goes back to chaotic, but um like I do think what, what's your been your experience like especially in the last few years to working on sets what's been sets that you've been like this is good and sets that you have been like oh god where did this go wrong <laughs> like I feel like I've
1: like honestly I've been really lucky I feel like all the sets I've worked on have been like quite good very collaborative I work like I guess I've been on like student films and stuff like that so generally those are very you know collaborative and yeah. stuff and even more professional sets um oh like it I I and also, like, during COVID, it's been kind of strange, too, because I guess, like, working on professional sets during COVID, you're very isolated from everyone yeah. else. So, like, you don't even have the opportunity to really have those kind of interactions that might be awkward because you're, like, made to sit a metre point five away from everyone else kind of thing. Like, you're eating your lunch there by yourself, <laughs> like, you yeah, have okay. a conversation while they're, like, that far away from you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, nice to meet you. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just yell across the room.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's really interesting as well because I I sort of think that COVID in in my sort of day-to-day existence has been very like normal. Uh, Whereas, yeah, like being sitting on like close quarters and stuff. has Like COVID has really changed our industry. Like how is it? How do you think you've changed as a person because of this whole like COVID lifestyle? Do
1: you know what's interesting is like, well, in terms of the industry, I started during COVID. So for me, I don't know anything outside of COVID. Do you you know what I mean? So like when people were like, oh, my God, self-tapes suck. I'm like, what, what was it like in person? I, like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I, I do a self-test. Cool. Um, uh, But in terms of me as a person, like, I feel like I've become a little bit more introverted, like, during, yeah. during COVID because I was like, oh, I actually love spending time by myself and just at home. And, like, I remember when the lockdowns, uh, I think, lifted and I was like, I have to go out in the world again. I was like <laughs> – uh, I have just spend money to eat out. Like I was like, I can't just cook at home and just like go to sleep right after. <laughs> like I was like, I have to emerge into society again. It was like an adjustment.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you so you were a hermit because you you. <laughs>
1: I am a bit of a hermit, but also like I'm actually technically an ex technically an extrovert, um, and everyone who meets me will be like, yeah, you're very extroverted. But my close friends know they're like, for an extrovert, you need a lot of alone time.
0: <laughs> you like hide away in like the yeah, reverse yeah
1: sometimes i just don't reply to messages for like days. yeah
0: that's true you, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants a serious question out of liz expected in a month in an email or a letter or a, or a message bottle who knows i'm what. really
1: bad at replying <laughs> to messages like it's like i either reply straight away or never like it will yeah. just never get replied to it's
0: it's not it's one or the other like you're either yeah. like don't think liz hates you because she doesn't. There's no hate. It's just Liz is really out of And if you
1: look at Gemini memes, they um, they absolutely, like, you know, support this point. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're trying to justify. <laughs> but I think what also, like, I love, you know, you started doing some YouTube stuff in, like, you know, lockdown, which I, I've watched a few videos. They're oh quite funny. Oh, my
1: God. So, yeah. So, okay, it's funny because, like, my YouTube career starts from, like, you know, age like 11. Okay, not a career, but like, you know, I was- <laughs> Hang on,
0: is there th- this video still online?
1: Okay, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I think I just recorded them my webcam, uploaded them, but I don't even know what channel they're on anymore. I don't even know if that channel still exists. Like, right. but basically when I was like 11, I was really into Twilight. Or 10 years old. I can't remember. I was very young back then. And <laughs> yes. so I did like a. Re- I remember mean, when the movie came out, I did like a review on the movie and mm. I like recorded it on my Sony VAIO laptop, like my pink laptop, and um, I uploaded it onto YouTube. And then after that I was like – i was really obsessed with like all those like beauty youtubers that's how i learned how to do makeup was through youtube so i was like i need to replicate that so i would do like what's in my handbag videos i didn't even have a handbag i was like in year seven like i didn't have a handbag but i was like i was like let me go a sports girl and um, buy a bag so i can do this <laughs> this is so cute <laughs> yeah and i um oh i just checked my saliva <laughs> that tends to happen sometimes when i get excited <laughs> <laughs> but um I remember, like my the videos that I made was like I was really into Gossip Girl in year seven. Probably a bit inappropriate, but yeah, um- I was
0: about to say like. <laughs> Like a 12-year-old just getting really into Gossip Girl. That is not an appropriate age. Oh, my age. God,
1: no, but I made, like, uh, Gossip Girl review videos where I'd be like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if, like, Dan and Blair got together and then, like, three seasons later they would get together and I'm like, I predicted this.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Did it Did this tell anything to you, like, from a young age of what kind of person you turn out to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess so because, like, look, like, ever since I was, like, very young, like, my parents would record me on like their vcr like to document like my childhood yeah. and so when i was three my my little brother was born and so uh, it's it went from me singing twinkle twinkle little star to the camera to like him also joining in and so, and like sometimes he would grab the microphone from me and i'm like no 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 and i would grab it back from him like i needed to be the star of this show kind of thing and so i think from a young age that that definitely informed who i am today <laughs>
0: I love that. Absolute chaos as a young child. Oh,
1: absolutely. I was like, he can't be the center of attention. It's me.
0: Yeah, clearly. I'm the oldest. Shut up. Yeah, You're staying still. (laughs) You're not getting a say in this. You
1: can't sing. What are you doing? You can't even speak yet.
0: (laughs) You were just born yesterday. Shut (laughs) up. Oh, my God. I think (laughs) it's (laughs) chaos. But I mean, like. You know, the the fact the fact that you've recorded yourself, especially with Gossip Girl, that just astounds me that you were watching that at such a young age.
1: Oh, it's because my co- like all my cousins are much older than me, and one of my cousins introduced me to it at, like, 11 years old, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? It's
0: this so explains sad. your Twilight obsession as well.
1: My Twilight, I don't even know how that came along, but that was my first obsession. I think I was, like, in year five or year six when I discovered it, and I literally left to sleep over early so I could go home and keep reading.
0: <laughs> I realise. <laughs> I remember the Twilight phase as well, and I and I particularly, I did not understand it. Still don't, like, to this day. <laughs> I feel like it's just, like... Um, well,
1: you never had a vampire phase in your life?
0: Oh, I was Bram Stoker's Dracula, though. Like, oh, mine okay. was... Oh, Bella Lugosi. Like, you know, classic, uh, classic... I don't even know
1: who those are. I only know who Dracula is. <laughs> like, Bella? Who's that? Bella Swan <laughs> is the only one I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, the real Bella. The real Bella. <laughs> um, no, but I... Oh, oh man. Um, that <laughs> that franchise as well. Like it's it's funny because we watched we watched the um the first one recently, and I'm like, it has not aged well.
1: <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? I I feel like I need to watch that movie like every few years just to like it's comedy gold.
0: I I mean like though, can I just say, Kristen Stewart is still attractive to this day. Oh my
1: god, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I I wish they let her use her like natural eye color in the in the yeah. movies because they made her wear brown contacts.
0: They did. Wasn't yeah. it? not her natural eye colors like blue or green? It's, like
1: green, I think. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Oh my yeah. god.
0: Um. I uh, oh, just like I watched her in. Um, I don't know. Have you seen Underwater? Which no, the, I haven't. It's. Um, I'm really
1: bad with like watching new movies, even old movies. I'm just like I get distracted I, and I end up down like a YouTube loop Like I'm just like YouTube is like my Netflix.
0: This explains so, <laughs> so much. Um, you know, just, but no, I, like it's a great film, and I think. Um, it's like an it's like an hour and a half two hours um wow. and it's just like her as this action hero and i'm just like yes give it to me but oh also um yeah she's just great she's like one of those underrated actors who was like had a career i think oh, and you know twilight is not what I'd say great acting. Um in anyone's <laughs> but it's got great actors. It's got great actors in not, Robert
1: Pattinson. Oh my God. Who is now Robert Battinson <laughs>
0: as in the Batman. He um, was
1: amazing in that movie. I watched that. It was so good. I
0: look, he is just he has aged incredibly well. <gasps> Cedric Diggory. Um, (laughs) I feel like this is constantly just like learning about your like secret crushes during...
1: Oh my God. Robert Pattinson was probably like my first crush.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: probably like my first proper like celebrity crush. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, all I'm getting, all I'm getting is a very inappropriate teen. Like, oh you gosh. fantasizing about a lot of
1: people. Yeah, fan fiction was a big part of like my, like me growing up. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, all throughout high school was, I read fan fiction till like three a.m. in the morning. I would write fan fiction. I was just very into the fan fiction world.
0: How do you? <laughs> I mean, this explains so much. Actually, I mean, you
1: do fan fiction. I know. Right? Okay, look, look, look. <laughs> you make fan fiction, m- d- like movies. I do.
0: <laughs> I do. Like you know, I, I, do. I do. I do. I mean, it's very interesting when you do read fan fiction and you write it. It's a very like surreal kind of thing. I don't think I ever think of my own work as fan fiction. And go, Ooh. technically, it is. though. No, I know it's terrible. I mean, like, <laughs> look, look. Every everything that we write, everything that you see as a revamp is actually fan fiction of anything else. Like you know, any continuation of any show. I mean, is-
1: 50 Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, I know.
0: Look, and that Dakota Johnson Mm. would would only watch for her, like, literally.
1: I actually haven't watched it or read it because I'm like, that's not Edward and Bella. Why would I do that? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's just like,
0: look, just replace the names with Edward and Bella. (laughs) That's the only thing. Oh,
1: my God. I used to do that with um, One Direction fan fiction. I would, like, replace the female name with my name. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I would do that. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I literally watched like um uh don't worry darling the a uh, few weeks ago. And oh that,
1: gosh, I haven't watched it, but I've watched so many YouTube commentaries about it.
0: It's it's interesting. It's fun. Oh, I mean, like wow. it's it probably has one uh, one too many sex scenes that I really don't need to like have that many. It
1: looks like it has such a great aesthetic. Like it, it does. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's
0: gorgeous. And it,
1: the cast. Oh my god, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan, love them.
0: I know, but I feel like they're also like oh my god. And anything that Gemma Chan is in,
1: she's so underrated. I feel she is. Right. She was.
0: Um, she was the best part about Eternals, I, I really I think. Haven't even watched,
1: I'm not very good at watching Marvel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like the new Spider-Man movie. I okay, I've watched all the like okay, that's a lie. I watched like the the first Spider-Man movie is probably like my favorite yeah. Marvel movie ever. <laughs> ever. Although I haven't watched many, so I that's I mean, like, inaccurate.
0: Uh, yeah, your broad knowledge. <laughs> yeah, my
1: broad knowledge.
0: <laughs> I mean if you could like <laughs> I mean, with your career though, as well, you've done you've done comedy, you've done like drama, you've you've kind of done a a mixture of things. What have you loved the most? What is what have you sort of like drawn to the most?
1: It's interesting because like I feel like um, at the start of my career, which I am still in the start of my career, I suppose it yeah. hasn't been very long, but I think um, everyone sees me naturally as a um, comedy actor. Yeah, and um, I think this year I've been really starting to explore the drama side, and I think that actually makes my comedy acting better because I start to realize oh, comedy is actually. The same as drama it's just you know it's just got different beat structures and stuff yeah. right i think you know i don't think i have a preference towards comedy and dra- or drama like i love both but i think um in terms of like theater or film definitely i prefer film
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, because I think the th- the thing that I always, always like, the way you there's, like, only very few actors that would ever say this, which is Liz is one of them who can speak a mile a minute and, <laughs> and actually make everything sound coherent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, you do, and it's why, like, I always think that, you know, you have such a quick-natured fire. Ant- but also I think the thing that's always interesting about you essentially, is like you kind of possess things differently. You do things very differently, which I think is, you know, but it's interesting that you talk about comedy as well because you are quite silly, you mm-hmm. are quite chaotic, but you're also very good at being creepy. You're very good <laughs> at being like, you know, sort of very straight and narrow Um, and just, you know, I think I think you lean into drama and, you know, comedy and, um, and sci-fi and horror, like all those categories particularly well.
2: Wow, um, yeah.
0: Do you, is that,
1: no, I've just never done a sci-fi before. I would love to do a sci-fi. I
0: think you know, like, I think you're, you know, you'd be great at it. I think you also got like gotten, a kind of a, it's sort of like that very, I want to say, interesting personality, which kind of like exacerbates itself many different times. And I think the the thing,
1: multiple
2: personalities. Yeah, it was like it's <laughs>
0: DID, dissociative identity disorder. Like, let's be, let's be straight. Let's say what it is. Uh, <laughs> um but no i think i think you you always possess those skills um but you know also like as as we said before chaotic as fuck so you know oh my god um it's 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 nailing you down to something (laughs) that we will like you know um but i mean like you you're such a you know hard worker as well and so energetic and passionate like where did all this passion come from where did young liz find her passion
1: Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I think from a very young age, I just always loved performing. Um, You know, like when, when I was very young, I would put on like shows for my parents. Like after dinner, I would make them sit down. I would involve my brother. I would be like, I'm putting on a show. And then when I got a bit older older like you know like seven years old or something like that and then like and then um I started playing around with like computers and stuff okay maybe not seven what did that were there computers back then yes they were computers yeah
0: (laughs) I mean it makes you sound like you weren't born in that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) there were computers
0: (laughs) you're not that you're not that old
1: I was born in the very late 90s (laughs)
0: Liz is like I was born before computers (laughs) I think
1: (laughs) No, I just I just don't remember if I used computers, like if I was allowed to use computers, like by my parents. But no, that's fair. Anyway. Yeah, I was just like no, and then um yeah, so okay, so when I first got my first laptop, my own laptop, when maybe I was like year four or something like mm. that. Um. That's when I started doing making like little short films more like my Sony CyberShot camera, or whatever, yeah. and involving you know like my neighbors and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and I just and like editing it on Windows Movie Maker. Oh my god, I don't know if you remember Windows Movie Maker. I do, but it was atrocious, right? Like iMovie is miles and like just. So I love much that better.
0: you're on iMovie now though, and I'm on Adobe Premiere, and I'm like, oh do, yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> Um, iMovie's free iMovie <laughs> is
1: free exactly um, I, I used the Adobe Premiere Pro free trial <laughs> <laughs> and then it expired <laughs> oh, no. please sponsor me Adobe <laughs> um, yeah so and it, ever since I was young I just loved stories I um I didn't do a lot of, like, co-curricular stuff, extra stuff growing Mm. up, so a lot of the time is just spent in my bedroom with my toys, creating stories, being like, I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, like, I'm a fireman or whatever. Mm. And so I just um, loved creating, I would, I remember, like, my talent show for primary school and stuff and high school, I would write these, like, little scripts, which were really bad. I don't even know what they were, like, and I would cast my friends in them, but, like, I would never put them up because they were terrible. (laughs) Um, But I just enjoyed doing it, like, the process of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's...
0: I mean, like, that's a, that's the kind of way to do it. And I think that if you deep search the internet, there is an 11-year-old me somewhere on there making my first ever <laughs> short film. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I do love that as well because I feel like, you know, not a lot of kids, you know, like, think that that, like, was how you created stories back yeah. in the day. So usually we don't talk about it as adults, that we sit in our bedrooms and just go oh, play with our toys and go and make stories up. Did you ever sort of consider writing as, a, as an interest ever in your life?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember like when I was young, maybe like seven, eight years old, like I was really into like mystery books. Like yeah. um, I think it was like the Emily Rudder series or something oh. that like I was yeah. really into. And so like for my mom's birthday, I literally wrote her a mystery like book and like printed it and like stapled it together and stuff and gave it to her. And then, you know, obviously I wrote fan fiction while I was in high school and stuff like that. And it was interesting because when I graduated high school, I remember my um, my modern history teacher saying to me, he was like, I think you're going to go into a career where you have to write a lot because you're really good at writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I did consider and like being an actor I would love to also. I mean I have always thought like and people always like create your own work and like it creates so much pressure to be like I got to create your own work and I'm like but I don't even know how to produce. I don't know how to direct. Like I don't know how to do these things. But I'm like wait but I did used to love writing like I can yeah. try. And then I start. I get I get quite overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, like how do I even format a script? I don't like I've never been taught that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like I taught myself as well. It's one of those things that I, and then I did a course and that mm-hmm. helped. But I mean, like a lot of a lot of the time I mean, like I never I, I remember doing a directing course and I failed it. So it's like that's always the fun thing is like I remember I failed that course. Didn't mean I gave up. Yeah. And of I think I think the thing is like there's no right or wrong way. To do things. How do
1: you fail directing? Like, I don't understand that. It was a very
0: high curriculum and a very harsh teacher who had a very particular way. And I think a lot of us felt the pressure, which was um, he didn't like my shot list, which was one. Um, he said my floor pan was really good, which I was very happy about that. <laughs> um, and then the other thing he said was like the characters were a little bit confusing because I added stuff very last minute, which I thought, because I was panicked. And, like, I remember thinking back later, I was like, oh, if I would not added this extra stuff, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably would have done much better, but it was because I panicked. And I was like, "Oh, early 20s at the time, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fail this if I don't, like, do as much as I can. So that was, like, my mentality, and then I ended up, like, just, I did better in the theory than I did in the prac. And, but now it was like, you know, you learn off everyone else. And yeah. I think there's a lot of, you know, like, even, Recently, I was in a scene and I had to direct and it was my first time. Um... <laughs> I'm going to, I love the, the, the very subtle.
2: Can you hear it? No, not even. <laughs>
0: but I just was like, it was more out of my peripheral. Um But I think one of the hardest things I did recently was I had to direct myself in a scene that I wrote and that was actually m- much harder because. When you... I haven't acted in eight years. That was a a step that I hadn't done in a while. And it was like rust, you know, shaking off the rust and remembering, oh, yeah, I do have these skills. Like, I do have the ability to perform. I've just forgotten, like, the some of it and then i've just got to get remember the basics and then build up um and it was very interesting because i was against amazing cast of people who were all very supportive and um all at different stages so it was like really good because we all challenged each other and then sort of like you know it was very good to like react differently to each other um but yeah like one of the things was that because i wasn't watching the coverage I didn't know what the shots would always look like, so I just kind of had to. That was very nerve wracking.
1: My God! So you were directing and acting at the same yeah. time. That's that, insane. I don't know how people do that. You must be very talented.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting till it all comes together and see how it looks. <laughs> that's like that's the thing that I feel about. But yeah, like I feel when, especially when I love a scene, and especially when I love love a project, and I particularly always write things from a very pers- sort of like my own vulnerability perspective as well um and how i see the world and i think that it's always from a very genuine and honest place because i hate i hate when sort of like moments feel forced mm. as well in in film or you know like um because a lot, a lot of the time you watch films and TV, and I feel like a lot of moments just kind of there as fodder, mm-hmm. or it's just to be like, "Hey, we did this," and it's like, "Well, no." I write characters that I kind of feel like do exist properly, and you know, need to have a validation of care and um, nurture. And I think that a lot of the time, you know, like it's writing grey, flawed characters. Um, I love
1: flawed characters.
0: They're the best. Yeah, absolutely. No one wants to watch a perfect person on screen. No, and I feel like, you know, I I tend to write a lot of queer characters, which (laughs) through my own, no fault of my own, I just kind of identify a lot with them. But, um, yeah, it tends to be female or or queer. And, and, like, whenever I write these scenes, and especially these characters, I always think of them as, like, how I remember friends growing up, Mm -hmm. how I remember myself growing up. And how I sort of like relate to other people and how they talk to each other. Because I love what's always not said, sometimes more than what is said. Mm -hmm. And I love avoiding conversations, like writing avoiding conversations. Because they're so fun to write, um, where people just go, no, I don't want to talk about this. But they don't overtly say, this is not a, like, they just kind of move and, you know, switch around things. And I love those kind of things because I feel like that's as people. um, It's like my... my, (laughs) <laughs> think of it for a moment um uh m's father um sort of like often is very literal and you know it's a bit. but he was like um concerned because i wrote a bit i wrote something on instagram which was very much like how you know i was feeling about the end of the year but um i i th- sort of think i'm one of those people who opens the topic about mental health and you know and about you know like burnout and stuff like that and mm. how you feel about things And I feel like a lot of people, especially, you know, not everyone of our generation does that, where it's like, oh, we can avoid how we feel, and that's easier, you know? Like, I mean, are you someone who's very vocal about how you feel and things, or are you very, like, avoidant?
1: I think I'm quite avoidant.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: like, uh, like as in... No, no, okay, to myself, I will admit, right, like, and, you know, just, you know, if the conversation comes up with um, certain friends, I will, like, we'll talk about it, but it's not something that I bring up.
0: Interesting. Yes, but I
1: am very honest with myself about how I feel.
0: Interesting. Do you, do, why, why is that the case? Why?
1: Why? Why I don't talk to other people about it? <laughs> yes. Well, I just, beca- because, you know, I feel like everyone else has their own struggles and stuff like that. And um sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, I don't want to, you know, impinge on their day. They're probably having a very busy day. I don't want to like, be like, hey, you know, let's have a conversation about how I'm feeling right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, but. In
1: de- <laughs> I'm a bit of a loner in that sense. Yeah. Do you feel like, th-
0: how, <laughs> how do you feel like that's impacted you as an adult as well? Um. Asking I the hard know. questions. I don't
1: know. I guess I'll have to I'll have to wait and see. Like I feel like um Yeah. I mean, I, I like I do talk to my friends about like certain things. If they really do bother me and like it'll it'll come up. Mm. Um, but I'm often not the kind of person who talks unless they're spoken to about these
0: really? things. Really? Yeah. I find that's very interesting. Do you think, like, I guess, like
1: I seem like a very open person, and I am. Like, if someone asks me, like, I'm absolutely happy to talk yeah. about, it, right? But I'm not going to be the one to bring up the conversation.
0: Interesting. So yeah. you're always like, please ask, you know?
1: Yeah, like as in, oh, I'll ask them how they're doing and stuff, and if that opens a conversation, then you know. But I don't, I don't ask them how they're doing so I can talk about myself. That's not, that's no. Not I, feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's, I
0: feel like that would be a very se- a selfish thing. Yeah, like, I just want to talk about me, so shut up. And yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> let me take the fucking stage, okay? Yeah, um. and also
1: I, I find. it Difficult, Also to talk to, well, actually, look, a lot of my, like if I have frustrations and stuff around, um, you know, what's going on, it really depends. Like if it's stuff to do with, uh, like general things in my life, then I'll typically go to my, like my friends who I've had for a long time. If it's stuff, um, that's to do with my acting career or how I feel like, you know, at this place in my career, then I will like tend not to go to my, um, you know, friends who Mm. I have known for a long time because they're not in this career. So it's hard for them to even understand it. And, you know, um, so I would have to go to my acting friends for that. So, yeah, sometimes when I do feel, you know, like a bit, like quite overwhelmed, I will hit up, you know, my acting friends and be like, hey, like, do you also feel like this kind of
0: thing? What's been things that you've felt overwhelmed you, particularly about your career?
1: Oh, just like um, sometimes when you, like – okay, because we are in charge of our own career, because mm. we're, you know, even even though we have agents or managers or whatever, you don't know when that next audition is going to come in. And sometimes you could be, you know, have a lot of downtime. And then it's like, well, what do I do in my downtime kind of thing? It's like, mm. sometimes I feel overwhelmed with like, oh, but should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And it's like, well, why am I thinking, oh, should I be doing this? It's, yeah. It should be like... I want to do this. Hmm. And so, and then sometimes I'm like, but do, should I be resting? Because resting is obviously very important for yep. creativity. But then I'm just like, And then like, I had this whole discussion the other day with my, um, my friend who is also an actor and I was just like, I don't know how to rest anymore. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, what is rest? I was like, is rest like not looking at my screen? Because like, you know, like even when I'm having rest days or whatever, I'm like looking at my phone or like watching Mm. Netflix or something. And I'm like, how is that resting? You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, should I just be not doing anything at all? But then I feel really weird just staring into space. But I'm like, but that's what I used to do as a kid.
0: Just stare into space. Just, and- like,
1: stare into space and, like, you know, find things to do that aren't staring at screens.
0: Yeah. Because you, you, like, read books and stuff like that. Do you sort of do that on your downtime?
1: Um, Yes, I try to, but my attention span is just not very good.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you have ADHD at all?
1: I mean, look, I've definitely, like like thought about it and like looked into the symptoms and there's a lot that I'm like maybe I have ADHD but then I think about like how I grew up and you know like um I went to an academically selective school I was able to excel academically and stuff so I'm like I don't think I have ADHD like I was able to focus and like get good marks and stuff.
0: (laughs) ADHD has this wonderful ability to call hyperfocus which you can do exceptionally well, I things.
1: Maybe, maybe. So maybe
0: that was maybe that was your hyper focus.
1: Maybe that. I mean, that's possible. I've never mm. I've never really looked into it, but yeah.
0: No, because like I I I'm listening to you, and I'm like, mm, there's some traits there. <laughs> um, Definitely. I mean, like th- that's really interesting as well. Like, I feel you know. Because because of the way I guess you you've grown up and you're very energetic and everything as well, um, but I do like you know I, I mean what what has been one of the biggest challenges in your career of late? What is it, what has been something that you've gone oh this is not the tr- trajectory I want to go or where's like because as a performer you you know you talk about defining your own career. What are things mm-hmm. that you definitely don't want to go into in like terms of your career?
1: Um, I don't think I have anything that I definitely don't want to. I'm very open to, um, exploring like all parts of this creative industry. And I think there's so much exciting stuff and you don't know what's going to come around the corner. I think what is challenging for me specifically is as an Asian Australian, um, performer is, you know, uh, breaking through into the industry Mm. and being like, Hey, um, you know, I deserve to be, you know, a lead role or even, um, there's just not that many roles available when you are a person of color.
0: Yeah, yeah. God, there's <laughs> you have to. Well, it goes back to that thing about like accents and everything, which is just you need to, you know, put on an accent, and, you know, talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, it's it's very interesting because I don't, I I disagree with that entirely, and I think that we need more like leads that, of different, you know. Definite ethnic backgrounds
1: yeah and i mean yes there is a move towards you know seeing like you know and i love seeing like asian people in lead roles and stuff but there never is more than one in each friendship group unless it's a show based around like asian culture such as like kim's convenience or crazy rich asians mm. um yeah like unless it's a show that's like centered around the, an asian family or an asian friend group there's yeah. never going to be more than
0: one asian God no! It was like um, the it's like Ronnie Chang's like um when he was in uh, what was he in uni, and he did that uni comedy series. That
2: was great. It was so good. <laughs> but he was
0: he was literally like the only Asian kid in that group of friends.
1: Right. Exactly. There was like not many the token the, Asian. Yeah. The yeah. T- and I absolutely um experienced that growing up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, do you feel like now was well? Or the, you know, because it's like, I, I want to talk a bit about this because I, I think this is very true as well in, in Western society. And it's kind of like we beauty, we sort of beautify the, the Asian look and everything. And then we think it's very elegant because it's like, doesn't age or, you know, like people think about it like that. Do, does that irritate you at all?
1: Particularly, I, I'm not. I'm not irritated by the fact that I never age. <laughs> <laughs> I am immortal and yeah. therefore get fucked. I am immortal. I am a vampire.
0: This, yeah. your, your dream as a child has come true.
1: <laughs> um, Asians don't reason. <laughs> um, I'm not irritated by that, but you know. Um, I I I find there is still a bit of a like a hypersexualization of yeah. um especially Asian females in uh the western world which you know comes from like the colonization of asian countries and all that mm. kind of stuff um so yeah you know beating those kind of stereotypes as well which I think we are moving in a direction where we um you know I I don't really see that stereotype played out in the media anymore yeah I do,
0: I haven't seen it probably in the last like 10 years yeah which is yeah. you know uh, 2010 kind of felt like it was the cap-off period yes uh, but
1: i think i think that kind of media because it was so prevalent um mm-hmm. before i think it still really does impact um you know the the viewpoints of people in society because especially when i was in europe i found a lot of people cat calling me on the street by saying by saying like ni hao and stuff like that wow like, it was very disturbing yeah
0: I mean, it's interesting that you talk about hypersexualization as well, because it's the difference between, like, being sexual or being, like, beautiful. Like, this is the thing I talk about as a photographer as well, which is, like, causes my love for photography and, and, like... This really nice um, lady who we dog sit for bought me um brought over her friend's books because she knows I'm into photography and one of them is about like uh, a nude photographer's career like talks about it um and it's just like how you spend, I think. 40 or 50 years, just asking people and paying people to like, you know, just be like, do you want to earn some money to do some new photography? would post an article in the paper back when you did that. And so an article would go like a little snippet would go out and he'd get, you know, a few phone calls and people would do it. Wow! And I thought, you know, I think that the thing is like, and I always say about this as art is I never look through the sexualization lens. I never look through that. I always look at it like through a beauty or, you know, elegance. Um, It's particularly how the human body looks. It's very elegant. It's very, like, you know, different body shapes and everything is very nice. And I hate art. I particularly hate when artists sort of, like, Photoshop too much out or, like, they... I only use Lightroom, so I only change colours. So you um,
1: basically hate everything on Instagram. Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's just fucking
0: <laughs> awful place. Um, if anyone looks at my Instagram the and you want to know how I do photography, I am very, like, basic. I am very basic. What I've captured in camera is generally what it is. And so, I love that. It's, well, it's always Because
1: I, I don't like being overly edited. I don't like that at all.
0: No, but I think the, it's like those photos that Aravan took of you. They're great. Mm-hmm. I love those. They're he beautiful. doesn't over-edit either he doesn't know, uh, yeah. and um he's just like i, I we share very sim- um identical values because like and we often have this joke of are we the same person <laughs> uh, it's very sweet but i mean like you know we do, we do think a lot of the time that i think when you look at instagram and in the oversaturization of beauty as an elegance it does become distorted of just you know um how we view everything is particularly like actors and female actors because it does go back to that sexualization where it's like oh, okay, you could be wearing something that's a bit more revealing. Well, that's just inappropriate. Or, you know, isn't she hot? Like, that to me is baffling as well because I I feel, I don't know, I just find it weird, especially now because it's 2022, people.
1: Yeah, it's like societal expectations about how women should behave, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, like, you know, I do you feel like you, you know, still to this day, do you dress more how like you want than you used to? Or do you feel like you dress more for society?
1: It's so funny because I remember, um, I mean, I feel like, um, especially when I was in high school, I, I was quite... Um, confident and outgoing like to mm. start with um to start with and now i'm I, now i hate myself no, I'm, joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now joking. i'm a fucking introvert
0: and no one loves me and get fucked
1: <laughs> but um like when i was in high school like you know i dressed the way i wanted to yeah. i when i was in year seven i wore blue island every single day to school because that's how i like to express myself yep. and i had a side ponytail and you know oh my back, God, i love the look yes, already. and before this was you know before you know people discovered feminism I guess <laughs> um because people uh, oh because also I made my skirt kind of short because I was like I didn't like the long skirts I was like I want to wear a short skirt so my mom helped me hem up my skirt anyway that's
0: very sweet of her that is
1: very sweet and obviously she did not care right she yeah. was like well you know it's fine like you can express yourself however you like yeah. but people at school I went to an all-girls school they took an issue with this and wow. yes I was called a slut. Um. Yeah, a lot of horrible things. And, I mean, at the time I was just kind of like, I don't really see the issue kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now that kind of stuff would never fly. No one would ever call you a slut for wearing a short skirt, obviously.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, like, you, has anyone ever heard of the miniskirt? And, like, you know, anything like that? That were huge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, um, I think they came back in the resurgence a few years back. And then probably. they sort of disappeared. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I think... I think to an extent we are always influenced by society in the mm. way we dress because it's like the hottest trends or whatever. And you and I, I do like look. I love fashion, so like I, yeah. I, I think I am very influenced by trends around me and stuff. My environment, my friends, my peers, like um,
2: mm.
1: you know Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, so whether or not my style is my own or whether it's informed by society, I think it's a mix.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that as well because I, I'm a bit of a mix as well like i used to dress very like in suits a few years back and then now it's wow sort of like, i can't I, even
1: imagine that
0: i love I for years i loved wearing suits and it was just kind of like the thing and now i just kind of like go to dangerfield or princess highway i
1: fucking <laughs> love dangerfield how good is it oh my god yeah big um, fan.
0: but i mean like <laughs> i think it's also like um you know and, and it does go back to that sort of thing where it's like you know gender conformities and everything and how we dress um and I don't really get bothered by it as much anymore. I used to be, you know, like when I was probably like 12, um, my parents gave me a kilt. And I, I fucking love a kilt. I love a skirt. They're great to wear.
1: They're fucking, <laughs> nice and breezy. They're
0: so breezy. So
1: easy to pee in.
0: That, that, yes. Right?
1: Oh, my God. And
0: uh, Pants are just a pain.
1: <laughs> Except for when, you, when you're forced to wear a skirt in school, like throughout winter.
0: Yeah. I don't. My think, God. I think it's like now, as uh, particularly like, you know, in a few years when I have kids, Um, That is something, and I'm going to make sure that they actually have the option and they go to a school where there's an option. You know, they don't get forced to be like, it's winter, you have to wear a skirt.
1: Look, my school did have an option to wear pants, but um, if you did, you'll probably be called a loser, so no one did.
0: Well, that's the tamest way to be. (laughs) Which school did you go to? I
1: went to Sydney Girls High School.
0: Ah, this explains everything. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Sydney Girls High School. I know, like, I know a few people. <laughs> I don't want to riff on it too much, <laughs> um, but no, it's like, yeah, I feel like schools, schools nowadays are kind of stripped that all. Like, yes,
1: it's a different time now. Yeah,
0: because like you know, ki- kids these days like you know watching so much stuff that is different representations of everyone, and I feel like everyone just goes to school and they're kind of like non-gender conformative every- everything, and I'm like good this is the society we need to be rather than the very black and white <laughs> society we were before
2: yeah
1: but it's interesting because i mean sydney in particular is still very much divided into boys boys schools and girls schools that's much more common than um co-educational schools yes
0: although i will say this i went to a co-ed school and it was the best thing for me mm. like i fucking hate men so much <laughs> ah! Even though I'm bi, I just think, like, I'm, like, nah, I hate them because they they suck. They're only pretty to look at, but that's about as (laughs) as extensive. (laughs)
1: I mean, I would hate to go to a boys' school. I can't even imagine uh, how horrible it would be. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's also, like, uh, there there is something about, like, um, I guess, like, toxic masculinity as well. Which I I talk a lot about. But it's very interesting because I remember, like, being in year eight and there was this huge... I was a very private kid. Like, I was, like, kept to myself. And... I was very shy. So I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone about like anything to do with sex, sex or sexualization or anything like that. I remember like, there was like, I was sitting at a group of, you know, the table in math class and all the boys were like, oh yeah, no, you know, like talking about penises because you know what, like what a kid, what do kids normally talk about? They just talk about their dicks half the time. Oh yeah. Um, and then that was all they were doing. And they just kind of like all targeted me and was like, do you, do you touch yours? I bet he doesn't, I bet he doesn't. And that was like the the most, and I just felt so embarrassed. I was like, I don't want to talk about this, but it's interesting now being an adult and I just don't give two shits because (laughs) everyone has organs. Everyone does it. Yeah. Fucking hell. You know what was Uh,
1: interesting? It's like, you know, at at boys' schools, I mean, I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about when I was in high school, you know, like the boys always openly talked about sex. They always, you know, talked about how they watch porn and stuff. But at the girls' school, we would never really openly talk about, you know, masturbation. We would openly talk about sex, but not masturbation, like female, ple- <laughs> female pleasure. Right? That was like such a such a taboo subject that we would only talk about with like amongst our friends, and it was still kind of like there was shame surrounding it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like the stigma and like tabooness of like female pleasure now is also, you know, it's it's there's not really much of a stigma around it. Anymore.
0: I don't think so. I th- I think a lot of people, you know, talk very openly about it. I I know so many of my female friends who talk about it, like, um, and I just, I think there was a taboo. I think there still is a taboo with some people. Mm-hmm. I think, absolutely, I think some women don't want to talk about masturbation and that is totally okay. But I, I do think it's, like, you know, female pleasure and especially, you know, <laughs> it is such a natural thing. Yeah, it's nothing like,
1: to be ashamed
2: about.
0: No, but it's interesting because we talk about, like, um, I think, I think the way I always sort of, like, mentally approach sex as well Especially growing up was always like, as long as my partner is having a good time, that's the main priority. And I've dated, um, I've dated a majority of women, but I've always found like that was my sort of making sure they had a, you know, a good nice time. They've enjoyed it. It's not, you know, you're not thinking, oh, it needs to be perfect, because I think is the other side of it, the coin, which is like, you know, the pressure of always being perfect, um, with sex and you know, especially like you know there's definitely been some relationships where i'm like you know that this wasn't the best but you know the relationship itself the emotional connection was great so that kind of counteracted to being okay sex like and i feel like that's kind of a common conversation that i felt like wasn't had at school mm-hmm. but yeah i remember nothing talked about female pleasure in sex ed nothing talked about like safety for women as well or contraception other than just condoms like that was not a thing um and yeah, it was like the idea was a lot of um, a lot of girls that I've met now have a lot of like um, health conditions, and so that does impede on some, uh, you know. Uh, satisfaction and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, so like I,
1: PCOS and demetriosis. No one talks about that in no. school. You I hear mean, about it from your doctor for the first time, you're like, what on earth is that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> did do, 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 like, and, and I also feel like, you know, I guess because when you go to all oh, boy, I think it happens also in co ed schools. And I remember, like, you know, they were like, no sex before marriage kind of thing. It was very, like, Christian. Oh, my God. No. no but we did
1: not have that talk. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was a little bit of talk in my high school, like in my primary school more so than my high schools. Right. Was it a Christian school? No, it wasn't even. It was a public school.
1: That's fucking weird. It was
0: because we went to like- They were
1: telling you not to have sex before marriage when you were like eight year old kids?
0: Yeah. I know. I was like- (laughs) Look, sex edge came like a little bit after that. So, you know, like I remember the first time I like, I saw a tampon and I was like, I think I was in year six and I was like, what is this? (laughs) Um, They're also horrifying to this day. They're like, like, I don't know why. I hate tampons. I don't use them. I th- I don't know anyone who does.
1: They're, I mean, I like you can have diseases from them, like toxic shock syndrome and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why you would use them.
0: No, they just sound awful. No, um, <laughs> but I mean, like, do, do you? I love that you were so up in arms about like no sex before marriage. What the fuck is wrong with you, guys? <laughs> no, I mean, what
1: I mean, are you indoctrinating these kids <laughs> with? I don't understand. They can have sex whenever they fucking want.
0: I know, but isn't it isn't it a very kind of weird thing because I I like. I was such a, you know, with with my sort of like sex life and everything, I was very quiet about it until probably about 18, 18, 19. was kind of like when things kicked off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like, you know, the, one of the taboos that I had a conversation with a lot, and, you know, everyone, this is the, probably the first time I ever announced these facts on podcast, but I was 22. I was 22 the first time I, in quotes, had sex
1: right, because also you know like what is sex people usually <laughs> define sex as like um male and female intercourse, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so I was like, you know quote unquote that's <laughs> that's when I apparently had it, and I look back at it and I'm like, oh no, it was way before that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you know it's very interesting that i I feel like that's kind of what we lay the grounds with, and it's so backwards and so wrong, um because God, I remember like. You know, if I really thought about it, like the the first orgasm I ever had was probably when I was fourteen, fifteen. Wow! And it was like, you know, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, this feels nice. This is a thing. This is what you do with yourself. But you don't think of it and go, as an adult, this is not normal
1: (laughs) right yeah and and another side of that coin is also asexuality which is getting a little bit more representation now in like you know Mm. in like young adult books in um i watched heartbreak high recently where a character was asexual and i was like i've never seen that kind of character on screens before and i think that is so important yeah
0: i love i love that i remember meeting um when i was probably about 23 i remember i met a friend who was asexual and i and they just were not interested in anyone and i was like cool Cool. And and I mean, like, that doesn't always the case. Like, some people who are asexual are interested emotionally in people. But, yeah, it's like, it was a very interesting conversation. And he was just like, yeah, no, I'm very happy by myself. And, you know, this, this is my life. And I'm like, cool, you do you.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think it can be very hard to be, like, asexual in a world where it, like, hookup culture is such a big thing. Yeah. Right? Like, you might feel like, oh, well, well, why don't I want to do that kind of thing?
0: What was it? What was it like? Because with yourself and everything, when did you sort of like what was your experimentation? Did you have a big experimentation in a few years, or is it no always because kind of-
1: like, yes. like so I mean, I bring up the asexual thing because because I go through like bouts where I'm like, am I asexual? Like why don't I like anybody? Like why am I not interested in any- anybody? Like why do I just want to be by myself? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I think, no, not really. Like, they don't really conform to, like, hookup culture or any of that kind of stuff. And really? I think, yeah, I think that was also, like, a thing where I was like, am I weird? Am I abnormal because I don't want to mm. do these things and everyone else or my friends are doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like,
0: you, you know, I, I, it's interesting. Have Have you ever, like, done the dating apps at all? Oh, yes, I have. And have they been a good or a bad experience?
1: Um, not particularly good, no. Aren't they like
0: <laughs> horrifying? They're like the worst. Oh,
1: my God. I, I don't like them. People say weird things on there. Mm. Um, Yeah, and it's just it's just so I, – I don't understand how you can form connections on yeah. there. Yeah. Like I just uh, – it, it just seems like you – you're adding things to your shopping cart and never checking out or something like that. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, like, you know, I, I like that you sort of mentioned that thing about being asexual or like suspecting it, you know, because you might feel weird or anything like that. I think it's very normal. It's very normal. Like, I mean, what, what were the defining traits that you thought this could be asexuality for you? Well,
1: just like going years without like dating anybody or even like wanting to date anybody.
0: Yeah, right. So it was like just completely no interest. I yeah, mean, just like, no interest. Because I feel like there's a um, a misunderstanding, a misconception about what asexuality is as well. It doesn't mean you don't have a sex drive at all. Mm. And I feel like, you know, that's the other side of the coin where people kind of go, well, well, that means you just don't like anyone. It's like you just don't, you know, you just might not want to date or you might not want to connect with anyone in that. But, I mean, like, you know, that's the thing. Do you then, like, have to explain to people it's like, oh, no, I am actually also – I do have a sex drive, you know?
1: I don't explain anything to anybody because no one deserves –
0: No no, no one deserves an answer to that. But,
1: like, it's weird because as, like – as a single woman in society, people will always be like, oh, like, you know, why don't you, like, talk to that guy? Or, like, you know, yeah. like, oh, I can set you up. And I'm like, I'm very cool, like, being single. Like, why do I have to be attached to somebody? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's when I start to feel a bit like, "Um, okay, just leave me alone. <laughs> I want to be a loner.
0: Oh, my God, I love that. I mean, I like that you, you say it's also no one else's business because it's it's such a – it's a two-sided coin, really. But, yeah. I like, do you feel like – You've found more people who are like you know more recently that are you are similar
1: yeah, absolutely like um I think one of my best friends is like that, and we've had conversations like that because we both sort of like um there was yeah, we both sort of left our first relationships at the same time like in the same period of time, mm. and then I went three years without dating anybody, and she also she went probably like four or five years without dating anybody mm. um and yeah, and I think we both had conversations where we are just like you know you know, we, this is how we feel and it's okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's gr- like, you know, it, it's one of those things because like my old flatmate was demisexual, which if people don't understand that you have to have an emotional attachment mm. and it's not like you, you also don't conform to the hookup culture. It's actually a little bit off the spectrum of asexual where you, you know, but you have a deep Im- and, then, and then there's like pansexual. There's like all sorts of like, not just straight, like <laughs> heteronormative senses. Not
1: everybody is hypersexual. No, it's it's
0: it's funny as well because I think since taking I take um anti-anxiety meds and and that has put my sexual like sexual drive lower. Mm-hmm. But even before then I didn't have a high one. Mm-hmm. I've never had a high one and I could not understand for the life of me guys and being like constantly talking about sex. And I was like this is boring. <laughs> this is actually really boring
1: it must be very hard um uh like for male identifying people because because a lot of them you know a lot of that culture is like oh yeah like we talk about sex all the time all we do is think about sex when that's not the case yeah right like and yeah i mean i know a lot of um, like, my male-identifying friends who are not hypersexual or not yeah. always thinking about sex or, like, watching porn. I mean, like,
0: I think always, like, porn was one of those conversations that I didn't watch porn growing up. I don't understand why people did. <laughs> I never did. I, I like, literally my version of porn, which I think was the most cute thing in the world, and I remember telling um, Emily, my partner, about this, was, like, just watching l- romantic scenes in movies that was my version of porn. Oh my because god! Because it was so like adorable. It was like connection that I loved.
1: Yes, and you don't get that in porn.
0: You don't. No, you get the pizza boy coming along and going, "Hey, <laughs> do you want my slice?" Like, <laughs>
2: that's
0: like great writing. Yeah, the pepperonis in there. Like, <laughs> come on, you know, look, I, it's so easy to write porn. I'm like,
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: But I mean, like, it, it's also kind of like, yeah, it's it's one of those sort of things that I think, you know, growing up. I, completely i removed myself from and i think as an adult that's why i've sort of always been like very weirded out by more like particularly friends who talk a lot about you know uh, um <laughs> just from a male gaze as well they talk about like you know sex and you know it does happen also like in some of my um female identifying friends um or um cis female friends they do talk about like you know that culture as well um and they talk highly about sex a lot as well and then, that's fine but I do find a little bit like I mostly if I ever talk about s- sex in depth it is always with like one of my best friends where oh, it's just absolutely. like absolutely yeah, yeah it's like you know that that conversation opens up and I but I do feel like it's it's a weird it's a it's only been I feel like our generation particularly like the 90s kids you know, even though we're like we're not that many years apart, <laughs> we're like I think about six years, six years difference. But you know, it, it, I do feel like there was a sort of like disappearance in the nineties of like what normalisation of sex was, and a very cis society that is is now kind of gone into this very like you know a banner of everything is everything, and you know you we live in this very flexible society because it's very interesting because my cousins' kids talk a lot about like and they're once the. One's 13, and I think that, you know, that's really interesting conversations to come my way. What do they say? Oh, sorry. I'm waiting for a burp to just, like, slide up my throat. I need a drink. No, do it, 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 do it. It was very funny because it was just going. I was like, fuck you. But I know um, they, they identify as non-binary and uh, they're 13. So they, and they just talk a lot about like being queer at such an early age. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's great. That's amazing. But you know, like, because I remember not discovering anything about myself. I had never even
1: heard of that term when I was 13. Like,
0: when did you feel like you were, you know, comfortable in your own skin when you like as a person, not just as a performer, when did you feel like that was a thing for you?
1: God, I feel like I'm discovering that every single day. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, you go through like periods of, um, I guess, sort of like, if I can picture it, it's like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly kind of thing. And I feel like there's so many different cycles of that in your life, right? Like at one point in my life, I'll be like, oh, I feel so comfortable. And then I'll discover something else about myself. And I'm like, oh, I need to look into that. And then you go through that whole process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly again. And it just like, you know, (laughs) I I feel like every every few years that happens. Yeah, right now I feel quite comfortable with who I am, which, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to say. But who knows? Like maybe I'll have another crisis and realize something else about myself, and I'll be like, oh my god, now there's something I need to ex- explore as well. You know?
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good because it sounds like you've grounded yourself very much in in who you are in the moment as yeah. well. Because yeah. I do like I do like that. You, you know, it goes back to that fashion thing, and you know, and like. Uh, I feel like everything that you've said today, as well, is you know just culminating in the fact that you're always like learning and self-improving, but also understanding.
1: Well, I think as humans, we always evolve. Like you know, that's
0: we, th- we yes, <laughs> but yeah. not all of us. <laughs>
1: not all of us. That's correct. <laughs>
0: um, but I mean, like you know, it, do you feel like that's affected you also as a like as a person and as a performer of things that you want to do and things that you're very passionate about? Because you know, like. <laughs> I know I know you and I create crazy content, but um or or a plan to play um make a lot of weird ass things mm-hmm. but but I mean like as a performance you've you know does that with each learning experience, do you think you've sort of like brought something away um with you or or for the next project that you wanna do? what have you think you've learned
1: yeah, I think um you know I always want to bring like my authenticity like my yeah. authentic self to everything that I do, and you know and that might look different like this year compared to next year. Like, I could mm. be, I could be, I mean, not a completely different person. That would be really weird. Like, if I was a completely different person, then you,
0: you're not even like yourself yeah. anymore.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Who's this, Liz Lynn? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um But yeah, and I think uh, as well growing up, I think I just become more and more um, in touch with my culture and more comfortable mm. with my culture and um, what that means for me as well.
0: Yeah, because I do like that you sort of like go yearly back. Um, home and it's... Not of...
1: lately because China won't let foreigners in at the moment and I'm technically a foreigner because I'm not a Chinese citizen.
0: Well, that's fucked. Yeah, um, I know. But also, it's also a little concerning. <laughs> a little concerning. Um, <laughs> They're not
1: open to the rest of the world yet.
0: No, look, fair. Um, but, you know, like the, the fact that you could for a long, you know, growing up as, especially as well, I think, I think that's a very kind of important kind of thing for yourself but also it's very interesting because you you know you went you know you're so fond of like the people here and you know and the the projects that you have involved yourself in and you know you've worked on some very weird and wacky things over the last few years do you think that's always going to be the trajectory of uh, like do you want something that particularly feels like culturally relatable to you as well to kind of show that side do you think that's something you'll work on one day
1: it doesn't necessarily have to be but mm. i would love to work on something that um you know i can bring like parts of my culture to yeah. and you know that kind of stuff isn't written so i think it's something that i'm going to have to write myself
0: i mean <laughs> i think that yeah i think i think you should really because i think that's like a, such an important thing and and i think that's like particularly with the love of genres that i've always loved you can teach yourself like you know through like sci-fi or drama or like stuff like that where it's you know um uh, kind of just the layouts of how things work and how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like how like how good is your like Mandarin or your like uh, Cantonese or anything um, like that? Yeah.
1: So my Mandarin is like pretty acceptable. I would say like <laughs> I love that you say acceptable. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: like I can converse in it, but I don't think yeah. I would be able to like work at a business proficiency. In so it. you couldn't be
0: like completely fluent where someone is speaking fast Mandarin to you, and you're like. Mm.
1: Um, look, I probably could, but okay, like I could, but it wouldn't be super sophisticated Mandarin. Yeah. Like I could, I can definitely speak like very fast Mandarin and have a full on conversation, but it wouldn't be particularly sophisticated. Um, but it's, you know, like one of my friends was saying, she's a bit older than me and she was like, um, she was saying that like my Mandarin is probably the best that she's heard from someone in my generation.
0: Really? my generation
1: has, a lot of them have lost that, yeah, the ability to speak
0: their Do language. You- I, I mean, like, this is, this is more of a fascination for me than anything else. But would you ever, like, play someone who's bilingual? Like, you know, absolutely. want to want to be a character who's bilingual?
1: Yes, and I have played a character that's bilingual, I believe. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. In
0: what? Just
1: a short film, I think, that I did. Yeah, I think that... it was, like, the, maybe the second short film I did, it, she was bilingual, yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, I absolutely, I mean, that is how I speak at home to my parents and stuff. Yeah. We speak in Chinglish, we call it. Chinglish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Respect that that is <laughs> fractured English, <Yeah>. fractured Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, because how many uh, in mainland China as well, how many languages are there? So many, yeah, because like you know, I remember in the 90s, early 2000s, people only sort of mentioned like Mandarin.
1: Mandarin is the uh, the one that everyone learns in the whole country, then there's different like dialects and stuff like that that offshoot from Mandarin, but the written language is the same all all across. Yes, it's Chinese. Interesting, yes, yeah. I mean, like even with Cantonese speakers, they still write um Chinese characters yeah. although they write traditional Chinese characters because once again they did not go through the communist party reforms and stuff so their man- their Chinese characters are traditional not simplified
0: really yeah. okay here's a here's a question that I want to like how good are you at reading like you know Chinese these days
1: I can read it but quite slowly
0: okay yeah have you ever seen anyone with tattoos that they think says something but actually doesn't say that at all
1: no, I haven't seen a lot of um, Chinese tattoos. I see a lot of Japanese ones, I think. Yeah. But even uh, like ones that are Chinese, usually it just says like one word, which is like love or something like that. Okay. Because
0: okay. <laughs> I always like love when people get like words that they think have said one thing and then they're not. It actually
1: means like prawn or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I'm
0: like, you clearly translated very badly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the tattoo artist was like, yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, sure. Tattoo is art. Whatever, <laughs> do yeah, what you like.
0: Do what you want. If you put want to have
1: put instant noodle on your on your chest, if you like. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> no one will care. I mean, like, do you... what's things though, as as like you know, an Australian, because um, you were born here. You were like born in Sydney.
1: I was born in Perth. You're a Perth girl. I mean, not really. I grew up there till I was like eleven months or something. So I haven't been back since.
0: But you're technically. a It's girl. <laughs> let's, 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 let's be real. It's on my. It's on my
1: passport. You're so correct. you're yeah. you're t-
0: you're technically like three hours behind everyone. <laughs> Um but you know like the because... same time zone as um, Shanghai. Yeah, same time
1: they're... zone as China because China uses the same time zone all around, even though it's such a giant country. Which is so bizarre. It's so bizarre, right? They all use Beijing standard time or whatever it is. What the shit?
0: <laughs> China, get your act together. Learn what time zones are. Fucking hell. Same
1: time zone as Perth, so yeah. I
0: I I like all my family have been to China except for me, so I really cannot wait until I mm-hmm. go to China and Hong Kong. Um, it is it is planned one day. Um, yeah, once they let people in. Yeah, it. no, once they actually let the. Fucking I want to people...
1: I want to see the Avatar mountains. You know the mountains that they have in um the Blue People Avatar movie. Yeah, it's yeah, based yeah. off this place in China, which I was meant to go to, but then there was a typhoon, so I couldn't go.
0: I mean, I love that you had to say the Blue People. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because. I mean, does anyone talk about the Blue Avatar anymore? Or, like, did people? Well,
0: new movie's coming out, so yeah. Like, oh, I... okay. Okay, fair. yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, mean like... when I talk
1: about Avatar, I talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, that's assumed knowledge for me.
0: Oh, also, yeah. what I love about that show is, that, like, it was clearly made by America. Like, It's such a good show, though. Oh, it's shit. so good. Legend of Korra, Avatar I... oh, The my Last God, Airbender. Oh, Legend of
1: Korra. Oh, my God, Legend of Korra is underrated. Great, it's so good. Didn't
0: know like, they get only two or three seasons.
1: Four seasons. Four. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ah. each season was like short. It was like twelve episodes.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as long as um mm. the last Airbender. No. Um, I, I I think they're making another live action of it.
1: I saw that they were making a live action of um Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Yes, I was like. Like, honestly, like, my dream role ever is Azula from Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Really? I love
1: her. She is your, like, she 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 is, like, my definition of, like, you know, a flawed character. Mm. She's so flawed, and she's not just, like, this villain, and you see, like, her upbringing with her, I mean, you've watched Avatar The Last Airbender, yes. I assume, so you know what I'm talking about. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just here talking to myself. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So like how her and Zuko were both brought up by the same family, but the yeah. treatment of them and, you know, was so different and how they go on about like, you know, processing yeah. that trauma and like how they go on those parts, you know, like Zuko, even though, you know, her, his father like did not like him and thought he was weak and stuff. He still had his mother's love, his uncle's love. So he was yeah. able to develop into this person who was then, you know, had, you know, was able to rule. and yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Azula on the other side, she, basically only had her father's approval and stuff and yeah. she was constantly going after that. Her mother thought she was a monster, no one else loved her and just the sad path of that led her down, yeah.
0: I mean, like, this this just explains what kind of characters you want to play.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I... I
1: Deeply damaged complex characters.
0: No one's happy. They're just <laughs> fucking miserable. Uh,
1: but also, Azula is a bad- badass.
0: Yeah, would you ever, like, do your own stunts? Absolutely. Are you very are you a very fit person? Do you no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's a gym?
1: <laughs> I do dance, so like stunts and dance probably work well together. What kind of
0: dance do you do? Uh
1: like all sorts, like hip hop mainly, uh a little bit of contemporary. Mm. Um I do some Chinese um traditional dancing as well. Um and like sort of like the modern version of jazz, which is not really like your typical jazz, yeah, but also yeah, yeah like choreography like oh sick the k-pop styles that you see yeah sick yeah that's something i picked up in lockdown actually
0: so you got all these jo- I love it. how many people have picked up dancing. Yeah,
1: lockdown? it was like it was the 2021 lockdowns I picked it up. Ah, yep.
0: you're the later one. Yeah, the later um, one. Yeah, not the first one. Not the uh, first
1: one. I don't think we had that much time during 2020 lockdown to really pick up a skill.
0: No, I feel like everyone was just mediocrely li- depressed. We were the just day.
1: like waiting for it to be over. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a
0: very sad day. Yeah. Um and everyone just like rescheduling their entire lives. I actually miss those days where you could just actually plan your whole year out like from <laughs> nothing.
1: Um, that's great. I can't do that. I'm an actor. Like you know someone wants yeah i know you
0: could i could barely lock you down for anything <laughs> the amount of times i've had to reschedule is like because it's... like i'll
1: have an audition pop-up i'm like oh i have to do this audition now. yeah i you know no, I yeah, no, like, it's terrible crazy. yeah um, like, who knows where i'll be next week i could be in like puerto rico next week you know i never know
0: how do you do it <laughs> how do you do it with that
1: it's crazy because you like you got to be flexible but at the same time
0: committed how you, yeah how do you lock yourself ever down to anything
1: yeah, so you know, to my friends, I just have to be like, "Look, I make these plans, but just so you know, I will flake on them if something acting comes up."
0: Interesting. Like, I'm
1: not a flaky person, but yeah. like priorities,
0: priorities. Yeah, I love that you're a, you're a priority, prioritize.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not my fault they want me last minute. It's
0: <laughs> just it's just their fault. It's just it's just the fucking agencies, just guys.
1: Mean-
0: <laughs> just because I'm so damn good. <laughs>
1: But like you know, planning holidays is quite hard that way. Yeah,
0: I imagine you know because
1: because <laughs> all my friends work in corporate, so they're just like, oh yes, um, we're going to take this time off, and I'm like, cool, like I will plan this with you. But um, you know, if something comes up, I will flake.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I mean, what's what's been what's been your bigger like? What are you looking forward to in the over the next year in terms of projects? What are you looking forward to in the next year?
1: Um. You know, I have nothing lined up, so I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just auditioning. I'm currently, you know, looking to get my O-1 visa for the U.S., and I will be going to the U.S. for um, just another little, like, I guess, just to stay for a, for a bit and just, you know, bask in the creative energy of L.A.
0: Really? For yeah. um, So, like, for a few months?
1: Maybe, like, a month or two, yeah.
0: Whereabouts in L.A.?
1: I mean probably West Hollywood goes my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean well,
0: it's interesting as well because like LA is the city of lights that everyone talks about but mm. it's really shit city.
1: I love it. Why? <laughs> I like cuz recently I went, right? And I just mm. I mean, first of all, it was miserable and raining in Sydney. I go to LA, it's like sunshine, it's like coming into summer and it was mm. just gorgeous. I mean, look, the pollution is quite bad, but I find the people there very warm and like you. it's very it's warm much- and inviting. <laughs> it's very much a place you can just be yourself. Like yeah. no one has any inhibitions, like no one's going to judge you. People, you can do whatever you like there and pe- no one will judge you. Whereas I feel like Sydney still does have a bit of like uppity judgment and all that.
0: We're just assholes here. Let's be. Let's be real. <laughs> just a bit passive aggressive. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of that in Sydney. There's uh, a lot like... of
1: that in Australia in general. Just passive aggressiveness. Is that why you want to move? I mean, no. Look, I don't want to move because I do love Sydney. Like, um, Sydney's my home, and I love Sydney. But you know, it's good to change up the environment every now and then, and I think it's yeah. good for our creative soul.
0: <laughs> the the simmering the simmering soul that you. <laughs> I mean, like. If, if you're hoping for anything in the next 10 years, like where are you hoping to sort of be? What, is there particular avenues that, you know, you because you talk about wanting to get into film and, you know, like do you want to step away from theatre or you want to like stay in theatre as well?
1: I love theatre as well. Like mm. theatre performing is such a different sort of craft. I mean, not really. It's just like the audience, being able to feel an audience's energy is yep. incredible. And like, you know, um, it's quite like, emotional as well when you like yeah. have that audience just responding to you like um in real time but i love like i also really am passionate about film and tv and i and i think uh with theater like not as many people will go and watch it, you know, and so you don't have as much of a reach or influence. Mm. Whereas with film and TV, if you really want to talk about, like, society's issues or, like, you know, break down those barriers, I think film and TV is really where it has to be done because people will, you know, turn on Netflix, turn on Stan, whatever, and watch those things and be like, oh, hey, that's me. Like, I I can relate to this person. And so I think um, film and TV is very special in that way.
0: I love that. I mean, like, you know, what about, like, because I know, you know, you talk about, well, I talk a lot about radio, which I love. Um, do you think radio is something that you'll ever like really...
1: Radio? What? Like Kyle and Jackie O? No,
0: not Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> I mean, like doing uh, like radio plays and, and uh, performance stuff based on radio. Do you think that's some avenue that you'll ever...
1: Oh, my God. That really... sounds really exciting. And hell, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I would do aud- like audio books too. I love audio books. Really? I Yeah. And I just, I love how like, you know, I like especially when you're um, listening to like a fantasy book or something like that and they're playing like multiple roles and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so Interesting how they like, you know, mm. manipulate their voice to like do this and do that. Yeah, I would love that too. So, yeah, radio plays, that's kind of similar, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, like audio, <laughs> just imagine you sitting there with an audio book and just going,
1: I'm narrating Twilight actually.
0: <laughs> this explains why there's a new Twilight audio book coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Liz doing that. Um... <laughs> I'm going to um, upload onto YouTube for free
1: and <laughs> then I'll be sued by Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, I
0: know. Only Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> not, the company, not the people who made the film. Just <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. Because um, she's the only one who would care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, before we wrap up, though, I want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, social media and everything, mm-hmm. you know, because we touched a bit on that about, like, but how do you use social media to kind of, like, because you're terrible at messages. We've I'm terrible
1: at social media, too. Like,
0: how do you... Uh, <laughs> How do you keep on top of projects and stuff with, you know, the terribleness of social media?
1: Oh, thank God I have agents because they're the ones who, like, email me the projects and stuff like that because I'm – uh I don't find any projects through social media. Really? But no, I don't I don't think so. I mean, social media I really just use Look, I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to like build a brand or whatever, like yeah. curate my Instagram and stuff. I'm just like very bad at posting on Instagram. Ever since like stories came out, I just get lazy and I occasionally post a story every now and then.
0: Yeah, mostly about your dog.
1: Mostly about my dog. Um that is not the only part of my personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be surprised to find out. <laughs> A little bit. Um, My dog also has an Instagram, which I'm really terrible at posting on as well. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm not very good at social media, but I I think I mostly use it to, like, just scroll when I'm bored and watch reels and stuff like that. And, you know, look at astrology memes, because I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that that came out of nowhere. It was like astrology memes. What is it about astrology that you love so much?
1: No, like I think it's it's just like being like, oh yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, that's me. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can explain everything away with astrology. Do you? Uh,
0: <laughs> do you ever stand at, stand at home in front of a mirror and just talk to yourself?
1: Um, I definitely have done that before, <laughs> but it's not a common it's not a common occurrence. But yes, I have done that before.
0: This this would if it was a common occurrence, I was like. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it is a common occurrence, though. I feel like it's just a kind like thing that you do.
1: No, I actually don't. But that's really interesting. But like, what would I talk about all day to myself in the mirror? I don't know. I talk to my dog sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty normal of
1: people. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) What's the uh, (laughs) What's the strangest thing you've done alone? Actually, that's my question. What's
1: the strangest thing I've done alone? Yeah. I have no idea. What's okay? Tell me something strange you've done alone so that just like inspires my brain somehow. Strangest
0: thing I've done alone. Um, I used to, when I was younger, I used to like pretend I was dying, which was always quite fun. I used to love that. I so I, when I was younger, I used to sort of like do this cool thing, which was trying to sort of learn how to. Uh, throw myself backwards and trust that instinct of just like Ricky chain i was interested in like stunts and dying and stuff like that so. wow yeah so i always wanted to do things like that when i was younger
1: well i feel like okay i'm an actor right so a lot of the time i do do a lot of th- strange things alone yeah so like yes yeah, so i guess i've you know just practiced crying alone and stuff like that like i don't know if that's that can you, strange
0: <laughs> can you cry on cue
1: um, it depends. Like, sometimes, yes, but not always.
0: What's that? What's the what's been actually? Here's a good question What has been the hardest th- thing to perform a scene in a short film? Like, what short film has been the hardest to perform?
1: Um, hmm, I don't feel like okay, I feel like, um. Scenes where you have to explode. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I did a short film recently where I had to explode and yell at this seven year old child. That was very difficult. She was so sweet. She was so lovely. We bonded so much. And then I had to do the scene where I was just absolutely going off at her and yelling and so angry. And I was, I felt horrible We me to do take after take. And I was like, oh, my God, can I not yell at her in this take? Because the coverage is not on me. She's like, no, but you have to. So she gets the reaction. I'm like, oh, my God, but I feel so horrible because she's like this seven-year-old who looks four years old and she's just so sweet. So that was like the hardest, definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's. De- I mean, how'd you get through it in the end?
1: Oh, my God. I think, so what happened was um, after we did all her coverage, she left set because they're only allowed to be on set for a certain amount of yeah. hours. And then when they did my coverage, I was really just yelling at a dot. So that was like, I was like, okay, now I can really unleash because otherwise I felt really terrible, straight up yelling at her face.
0: Yeah, I can imagine because yeah. that is just awful. I
1: know. Oh, my God. She was so sweet. After every take, I would just like hug her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. This is and this is how you run a set kids. This is how you yell at a person. Never let Liz near your kids. <laughs> she will yell. I mean, did you have to go? Actually, did you have to go through a working with children's check for that?
1: I do have a working with children's yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, yes, you did have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I,
0: I feel like that's, you know, especially because of COVID and stuff, like that's been mm-hmm. really sort of taken into account of how many paperwork's done.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone on set had to have a working with children's
0: yeah. check. Yes. Um, it's the it's, it's very easy. It's $50 for like, I think, three years or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, it's three, not four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It covers you like, get it, people. If you don't have it, just get it. Yeah, then you just can get it.
1: I work with kids quite a lot, though, because my side job is, like, um, tutoring. So Yeah, what do you
0: tutor? Uh,
1: math and English.
0: That would be fun. <laughs> Are you good at either of them?
1: Yes, I am, which is why I do it. But um, I, I also enjoy it. Like, I do enjoy, like, high school math and English. It's quite fun. And English, like, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll do Shakespeare and stuff, and I'll be like, hmm, I can lend my acting knowledge to this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look how it, look how it works. <laughs> small charge you'll learn from me. <laughs> Is that how you
1: <laughs> um no. <laughs>
0: What's what, have you ever made kids laugh when you're treating them as well?
1: Yeah, I I do definitely. I mean, um it depends. Like, you know, the older kids, I feel like I can relate to them a little bit more because, you know, they're like 15 or whatever and um they I can talk to them more about like their life and stuff like that. The younger kids, I just gotta be careful I don't freaking swear around them.
0: Yeah, because fuck that and swear.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: can you can you can tell like, you know it was like someone asked me, it's like, is this a kids friendly content? And I was like, Fuck no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but That's it was your... so crazy i remember like i teach like sometimes like seven eight year olds yeah. and i remember when squid game was a huge thing they were all talking about squid game and i'm like mm. you are watching squid game that is so violent for a seven-year-old
0: oh i wouldn't even be caught dead watching it's like a, a south park was banned in my house and i was like well <laughs> and it's really interesting that people like i talked to some people i'm like why was that banned in your house i'm like because it is not appropriate for kids of like, course it looks like a kid's cartoon but it is not
1: yeah exactly but kids these days are watching very mature stuff so
0: i know it's kind of scary
1: yeah it is scary there yeah. were, and they were also spoiling good game for me that was really annoying <laughs>
0: so it wasn't the fact that they were watching it it was because they were spoiling yeah
1: it for oh my god it was so annoying i was like i was like i'm only on the second episode stop it and they were like they're like this is not a spoiler i promise but,
0: <laughs> but this person died literally
1: i was like ah it's <laughs> like fuck you child i know you're the demon, you're the devil, shark. <laughs> but children are very fun and there's always a lot to learn from them.
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, you know, they're terrors.
1: Their fascination with the world is very interesting and, like, you know, they'll like they'll be like, oh, Liz, have you ever heard of this type of shark? Do they have this type of shark, like, in Australia or whatever? Because sometimes I will to kids from overseas because they'll be over yep. Zoom. I mean, not Zoom, over, like, online platform. And I'll be like, yes, we do have that shark in Australia. And also, right. I've never heard of that shark before.
0: But look, Google told me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Google said yes, so yeah, I believe it. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love that. I love that you tutor kids. This makes it it's like so wholesome. <laughs>
1: I'm just a wholesome person. I can tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my final question. My final question for you is where can people find you? Where they can where can they stalk you on the internet?
1: Um, my Instagram is maybe Liz Lynn.
0: Why is it maybe?
1: Okay, it's maybe Liz Lynn because there's no other way I can have my name Liz Lynn. Because I used to have Liz Lynn with a double N, but then people kept thinking my last name was with a double N and that was really annoying. So then I was like, okay, let me try like Liz or Liz underscore Lin or Liz Lynn underscore. And like all of those were unavailable. And the person who has the handle Liz Lynn has not been on Instagram since 2011. So I'm like, I'm like periodically going on her Instagram and like up- reporting her so that she can get her Instagram removed so I can have that username. So like, if you're listening to this podcast, please go on Liz at Liz Lynn, Instagram and report that user for like being an impersonator of me. That user handle.
0: Oh my god, the dedication (laughs) and ridicule that you're going through to get that.
1: I want that Instagram handle. It's not fair. (laughs) She doesn't even use Instagram anymore.
0: I've learned so much about how, like, how much you're going to get from
1: So that's how I use social media, actually, guys. <laughs> I just report this person who has my username.
0: Yeah, I know. Clearly YouTube and reporting people on Instagram is <laughs> <loses laughs> time. Um, And do you have a website? I don't have a website. Do you think you'll get a website?
1: Maybe. Maybe if I, like, become, like, like a multi-hyphenate, I'll get a website. But if I'm just an actor, probably not. Because yeah. we have, like, IMDb Pro, like, Showcast, Casting Networks, and all that kind of stuff. Showcast
0: is so good. And IMDb Pro.
2: Mm,
1: yeah, exactly. So I don't want to pay for another subscription.
0: No, that's a lot already. So it's like, <laughs> fuck that.
1: Exactly. Actually, like,
0: that's the one thing that no one talks about is how expensive it is to be in the creative industry and how oh much money. Oh, my go-
1: God. Seriously. And it's hard to explain to other people as well. It's like, yes, I am paying all this money to do a class, and no, I am not booking any acting jobs.
0: (laughs) Like, how do you cover it? It's like, I don't. I just cry at night when I financially can't eat. That
1: is why I'm a tutor. (laughs) Yeah. This is
0: how I make some side cash. Shut up.
1: (laughs) It's just so weird to explain to people that you're like putting all this investing money into a career, but at the moment you might not be showing, like seeing like monetary returns, but there are like other milestones that you're hitting. Like, you know, you might be, called back to that casting director like repeatedly that that's mm. a huge thing but you know they don't understand that that's like something that is you know an achievement they just see them like they're just like are you making money from it
0: yeah i've been asked that question for years and the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> i've been asking myself that question for years it's like you can either you can either be poor, and that's it. Like, <laughs> there's not an option. Well,
1: I mean, you can't take your money to the grave, so who cares?
0: I know it's really, you know, and and the only thing is, you can tell your children, you're just like you're not getting a cent of it if you have kids, which is an honest truth. <laughs> it's nine times out of ten, I I don't I feel like if I have like when I have kids, I'm gonna be like. Mm. Mm, you might have some money, but not a lot.
1: Mm. I mean, there is inheritance tax, isn't there, as well? Yeah, there is, I think. So, like, you know, maybe leaving money to your kids is not a good thing.
0: Touche. <laughs> didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, my God. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you
1: for having me. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad you're enjoyed- I've been listening to my own voice in my head for, like, the last hour or something. <laughs>
0: you're like, this is beautiful. I'm like,
1: this is what I sound like. Wow. I should be an ASMR artist.
0: You could do some ASMR right, right now. Yeah, <laughs> is that your version of ASMR? Crazy <laughs> chaos. I
1: remember like watching like a turtle like eat a carrot or something like that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is really soothing." But if it was a human eating a carrot, that's not soothing at all. Noted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what this, this this is this what you look up in YouTube?
1: No, it's just like my friends will send me things, or sometimes like I thing they look up. I actually don't look up anything on YouTube. I just get, I just go on like my recommended, and mm. then like. I watch them.
0: In the deep, dark web.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I just need to process that. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God.
1: I just love user-generated content.
0: This explains so much. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm just processing that. I don't know why that shocked me so much. <laughs> I was like, what? Um,
1: well, you don't watch vlogs? I love watching
0: vlogs. I haven't watched vlogs in years.
1: <gasps> vlogs are so good. I love watching people just do mundane things in their life. <laughs> like, it's actually, I don't know why, I just love it.
0: That explains so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, look, you know, this. this maybe you should start naming a
1: yeah, nah. <laughs>
0: nah, nah. Nah. Nah, I'll pass on that.
1: Like, I don't understand why people watch, um, like, mukbang, mukbang, mukbang videos. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I can't stand, like, listening to people chew their foods. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Oh, I can just hear the saliva slapping across your teeth. Like, it's just not pleasant. And people, like, watch that while they're eating, and I'm like, that's yeah. disturbing.
0: That's, please don't. <laughs> please don't eat.
1: Ew, I don't want to hear you chewing.
0: It's like when I watch films and all I hear is people like being qu- quiet and they start whispering. Oh my God. And all I hear is like, and I'm like, fuck
1: off. Oh my God. That's so funny. It's like, like, I mean, I'm conscious of this too. Like sometimes, you know, when people smile and they have like a, like a mouth noise and they smile.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like that? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I mean, that doesn't irritate me or anything like that. I, I just, it's fascinating.
0: <laughs> You're like. Please don't.
1: It's just fascinating, like, the noises that our body makes unconsciously. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just so fascinating.
0: Now I'm just going to, like, you're going to listen back to this later and be like, watch it. Oh, there's a sound. <laughs> there's a noise. Oh. That does sound like a noise.
1: Maybe I should be like a sound mixer or something.
0: That would be fun. <laughs> I could see you doing that.
1: I think I will get a headache from having ed- headphones on all day though. Yeah, yeah, they do get tiring Yeah, <laughs>
0: But thank you so much for joining Thank
1: you, me. I'm sorry, I've just been talking for ages I love it <laughs> um,
0: And if you want to go and check out more episodes of The Things We Do You can check them out on Apple and Spotify I'll be speaking with another guest next week And I'll speak to you all later Goodbye Bye